You're listening to the Josh Paul Podcast. Connect with Josh on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or by visiting joshpaul.org. Now, here's Josh. He's got the name above cancer this morning. He's got the name above leukemia this morning. He's got the name above fear and anxiety and depression this morning. He's got the name above Congress. He's got the name above the Senate. He's got the name above anything that has a name on this earth. He's got the name above whatever mountain is standing in your way this morning. Oh my God. And when your praises go up, they reach heaven and His blessing comes down. It says there's not a tear that you've cried that He hasn't caught in His very own hand. And I believe that he's about to rain that back on somebody today. He says, you've been through enough. And he said, Tevil, back up. I'm about to bless this one. And there's nothing hell can do to stop it. There's nothing no demon can do to stop it. There's nothing no financial system can do to stop it. Lose your job. Lose your car. Lose your house. Lose what may. I'm still God. And I'm still on the throne. Fear is not on the throne today. God is still on the throne. And he says, I've got you. I've got you in the palm of my hand. And I'm not letting you go. I'll never walk away from you. I won't forsake you. I'm not like these people. I'll never walk out on you. I'll never leave you. And I'll never forsake you. I'm like a friend who sticks closer than a brother. He's good this morning. We have a good father. We have a good father this morning. He loves us so much. And there's nothing, there's absolutely nothing that he wouldn't do for us. I like that song that talks about there's no mountain he won't climb up. There's no door he won't kick down to get to us. Anybody in here got a kid? He's just like that. He would knock down a door to get to you. He will, man, bust through hell to come after you this morning. And so, but the, the, the joy of the Lord is our strength this morning. And But that's what the devil is after. He's after your joy this morning because he thinks if he can get your car not to start or this one over here in the hospital or he can, he can do it. And then, then what happens? Your joy goes and to your knees you go. And not, not in a, I'm praising myself out of this in a, I'm helpless and I'm hopeless and I can't. And I can't even see anymore because when you get down this like this, you can't see nothing, but I got, I got one who can see when we are down. I've got one who can see everything when we are down this morning. And he's got a way out of this. My God, we might not see a way, but he will make a way. Woo! He will make a way where there seems to be no way, my friend. He will cause a dry place to become a river right in the middle of your desert. Slap your neighbor a high five and say, I'm ready for my blessing. I'm ready to see what the God what God has for me. I'm ready to see. Woo! Springs break forth turn to your your other neighbor say it's my time it's my season I'm ready I've been through a season of trial and some of you don't understand this some of you see I can't go to church with somebody who ain't never been through nothing because me personally have been to hell and back and I'm still here to talk about it man we got a ministry where I'm smiling all over Facebook but in the back where if you knew my past you kicked me right on up out of this church because most church people uh, just snub your nose and look down on you but I've got one in heaven who can reach down into any pit. I've got one in heaven today. He can reach down into any situation. He say, that one's mine. Yeah, the, yeah, Because God, He's in the recycling business, Andrew. He takes what this world calls trash and He turns it into treasure. And that's what you're looking at today. Turn to your left and turn to your right saying, He's talking about you. He's talking about you. God is good. 
He's good, ain't he? Can we just sing that one more time? Because he's got the name above every name. Sometimes you need to remind your own heart. Sometimes you need to remind your own mind. Sometimes you need to remind the devil. God, I've read the end of the book. I know the answer. I know what's getting ready to happen. Come what may. God has got me. Whether, you know, pre-trib, rapture, mid-trib, all that mess, I don't care. It doesn't matter. I'm here. I'm eternal being. I'm His either way. So whether I'm here or whether I'm there, I'm His. And, right. and so He's got us this morning. That's he's right, got us. Just start shaking your neighbor. Say, do you not hear Him? He's got you. God is somebody. I just feel like somebody's not getting God, is, He really does have you. God has got you. He says, I'm working all things. All things. That broke down car, the power went out. I'm working all things to your good. Because here's what I'm causing to happen. I'm going to make the right person come across your path. You was never supposed to meet them, but I've got a divine appointment. I've got a divine appointment. I've got a divine setup. You think it's falling apart, but it's falling together. I've got a divine setup. He says, I'm going to make it happen. I'll send somebody to pay for your land. I'll send somebody to make it away. I'll send somebody to make it happen. But because sometimes we we get that uh, we get that mentality where God I'm the only one left, oh me, oh I'm the only one going through anything, and God's God's looking at you saying no. I've got more. I've got an army. I've got an army. I've got a remnant that I'm rising up this morning. I believe that remnant is standing next to you this morning. I believe that God has been doing a work in us this, this year. He's been cultivating an army. And yeah, we went through a few things, but who learned a few things? I know that I did. Oh, my Lord. You can go ahead and have a seat if you can. Or stand up. That'll be fine with me. You know what? Somebody just needs a smile by faith. Just cheese at the devil. Just say, you thought you had me, buddy, but God had me. Sometimes you just got to smile by faith and just know that you're getting ready to come out of this thing. I'm here to do two things this morning. They asked me to come talk about Anchorage, but I can't do that without talking about God. Because Anchorage is God. And it's a made well, you know what I mean. And... Uh, for somebody like me to be standing in front of somebody like y'all don't make a bit of sense. That's why I like to tell everybody anywhere I go, man, don't count yourself out. We like to get in the back of our mind. We think, well, I'm just this or I'm just that and it's too, I'm too old or I'm too young and I'll, I'll never be this over here or I could never be that. And um, I believe and I say this everywhere I go. If you've ever watched any video, I've always said it. God shows us a mountaintop while we're still in a valley. He shows us a high place while we're still in a low place. He'll show you uh, going to the nations while you ain't got two pennies to rub together. And so you've got to believe what God puts down on the inside of you. You can just stay up here. We might go into a praise break. You never know. And so you, you've got to believe what God puts down on the inside of you. You've got to trust the instincts that He gives you. You've got to trust the dream that God put down on the inside of you. And I'm talking, you know, past salvation because I went to a church and I don't know about y'all. When I was little, man, they was getting you saved every Sunday and that's great and that's fine and we need to be saved and we need good sound doctrine from the pulpit and we need people to repent of their sin and turn from their ways. But then what? I need to know what, then what? How do I live for Christ? Tell me, tell me what's next. And so I, I just got fired up about it and then God's just keeping us going and so um uh, man I, I don't even know how to explain the goodness of God that I, and I've only experienced a tiny bit of it so far and it's overwhelming 
Can anybody vouch for that? It's overwhelming. His, the, 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 the fact that He would even look in our direction is overwhelming. That's overwhelming in itself. A sinner, a wretched mess like me, because we all have a past, and we all have the stuff that we did yesterday, and we've all got that. And so um, don't be sitting up in here with that look on your face like you've got... Uh, We've all been through some stuff, but that's the people that I like to spend time with because you get it. You get it. And so, but what I'm trying to say today is God, God can use that. He can use the places where you were. He can use the mess that you came out of to turn it into a testimony. He can use, he can use all that. Man, he's training you. He's training you up to be in the army. And, and you know, there's no use being jealous of, of me or Andrew or this guy or, or them sitting over here because, you know, some of us are the finger and some of us are the toe, but we're all the body of Christ. So we got to get comfortable in that. You know, we got to get comfortable. I was for years for years and years and years behind the scenes where nobody could see me. And I was just fine, man. I was just fine just serving the Lord like Darren and them up in that up in that uh, building up there, just ripping out the walls. Nobody saw them. The three of them guys spent the weekend just ripping down them walls and, and, and just doing the stuff. Nobody saw that. Nobody was there to clap. There was no marching band that came through. But man, you know, and so we got to get comfortable with that. We got to get comfortable with uh, I don't know cleaning the church while nobody's here to clap for us, and but because God is here, and we've all got to do our part. And my part is not the same as your part, man. And my part is not the same as the pastor's part. And we got to get comfortable with that. I heard it said one time that you got to bloom where you're planted, and I like that. You got to bloom where you're planted. I didn't choose this body, but this is what I got to work with. Here I am. I'm going to make the best out of it. I'm not the best looking, but I like me, and and so I'm okay with that. And um, you know. You, you just got to take what you got and go with it. And so we're going to be over here. Um, I got two ways I want to go today. And I'm, I'm not going to keep you long because I can smell that food. And I know y'all can too. <laughs> Mark 3.27 is where we're going to end up. And um, But I want to tell you a little bit about what God did because I feel like it's going to encourage somebody. Because I know that he, um, he has a dream and a vision for every one of us. He doesn't bring us here for nothing if you still have a air in your lungs and a heartbeat in your chest, you still got a purpose. So don't you ever think that you're too old or you're too young or you missed your opportunity because God is a God of second chances. God is a God that can give you a new beginning. God is a God that can show up in the middle of the night and turn things around. God is a God that you spend 30 seconds in His presence and He can change more than you can do in a whole lifetime of trying on your own. So, so don't tell me you missed out or don't tell me you made a left when you should have turned right because God will he'll bring you back around. And so uh, Anchor started out of a 10 by 10 storage shed up on 421 in North Wilkesboro. We started with nothing, no money, no connections, nothing like that. We just wanted to bless the community and uh, and just preach the gospel. That's all we wanted to do. I had quit a good job to do it too. And people told me I was crazy. I went and got a job serving uh, sweet tea and hamburgers down at Applebee's because I wanted to make myself time to serve the Lord. And um, uh, that's nothing... You know, I know there's a lot of people that don't want to give up a lot of things, especially this day and hour, and I'm not clapping on myself, but I'm just saying that I had to make room for God in my life. I had to make time for God to work, and I believe that if I would have never walked out of that job and they was flying me first class around the country, I had a good job that when I showed up, people did what I said, and it was a good job. I walked right out of that thing to work at an Applebee's, and so in a 10 by 10 storage unit, and so don't you dare. Don't you ever despise the day of small beginnings. That's where God cultivates us. That's where He teaches us. That's where He 
you know, that's where, David, you're out, you're killing the lion and you're killing the bear. Because when I get out to Goliath, you don't know how I done it, but you didn't see the bears I fought. You didn't see the lions that I killed with my bare hands. You didn't see what God was doing me behind the scenes. You didn't see how he was cultivating me. And that's just fine because I'm just here to take care of business now. And so God, anytime he wants to do a work in our life, he, he gets us alone with him and he starts to take us down outside the city to, to put us on the 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 clay. We become the clay on the potter's wheel and he starts to mold us and it's not always fun. It, it kind of hurts even, but what I learned is, you know, God has a good way of getting out those impurities and getting rid of unforgiveness and gosh, I hate to talk about it. I hate going to a church, um, you know, and, and God asked me to talk about unforgiveness, but it's so rampant in the church. And there's not, not even, I don't know y'all, uh, most some of y'all, um, but there could be people in here that, you know, maybe you've wronged her and they wronged them and you're still holding it against each other. And well, they said this about me and they, the, I saw the way they looked at my chicken when I brought it in earlier this morning. <laughs> We do that. We are so petty, church. Not y'all, not y'all. I'm just saying, as, as a people, as a people, we are so petty. And it's almost like we're looking for something. We, we will look for anything to like just have a problem with anybody about. And I have found myself, especially this year, man, being a little on edge more. And I'm just, you know, but I got to pray and say, Lord, bring me back because I know that ain't what you put down in me. And so I want to read this real fast. This is Isaiah 41.10. It says, Do not fear. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and I will help you. I will uphold you. He said, I will. Every time he said, I will. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And uh, over in Psalm 56, 3, it says, When I'm afraid, I will put my trust in you. And so one thing that I definitely learned stepping out to start this ministry, and maybe I'm talking to an author in here. Maybe I'm talking to a TV show host. Maybe I'm talking to somebody who's going to go out and open a business that's going to king uh, uh, fund the kingdom of God with millions of dollars. I don't know what God has showed you, but the, I can tell you after he does show it to you, the first thing that's going to come and try to rob it from you is fear. The first thing that's going to come and try to is going to say, no, you're not good enough. You can't do that. You're not smart enough. You don't know the right people. You don't have enough money. You'll never be that. You'll never be this. You're not good enough looking. Anything, any excuse we can come up with to not do the thing God told us to do. Because it's scary, man, when you jump out of the boat. It's scary when you take that first step. It's They're not going to let me walk far. They must have done that on purpose because I'm a pew walker. <laughs> It's scary, man, when you when you step out of the boat. But Peter walked on the water, man. He walked on it. And if he only walked on it for a second, he still walked on it. And yeah, but he sunk. But he walked on it. Yeah, but he sunk. But he walked on it. Man, Peter walked on the water right out there with Jesus. And there's many other times. And uh, maybe Lazarus, maybe you've been in the tomb four days. Maybe you feel like it's too late for your situation to even change. But man, God, he must needs go. He must needs go. He must needs go. He's coming your way. And he's saying, Lazarus, get up out of that dead tomb. Unwrap yourself. Get up. Can I tell you a secret? Somebody, the devil's going to hate me for this, and I don't care. But, and I'm going to say it as nice as I can, but it's got to be put blunt because so many of us, even including myself, have fallen into this trap where we kind of start feeling sorry for ourselves sometimes. And well, uh, depression. Did you know that's really a form of, of selfishness? 
People don't like to hear that. I know that it's, it's, an, it's, it's a thing and, and you know, that's a thing. But we get centered on ourselves. And, well, this is how I feel. And this is what's happened to me. And this is my life. And that's all we talk about in our conversation. And my car and my house and my this and my that. But, man, if you would start glorifying God. And if you would start saying, this happened, but my God's got me. You know, this over here is not looking too good in the natural. But I know that my God can make a way. We We've got to change our change our tone and change our situation and get off of me on my little me and get on God is so big that I ain't even seen the rest of him yet. God can move in a way that'll blow your hat off, man. It, God can move in a way that would blow all our minds. And so it's happened to us over and over at Anchor Ridge, man. God will just do little divine appointments. We think they're on accident and we're blown away by them. But God has a big smile on his face with a divine appointment with your name on it. He says, I'm going to hook you up with the right people at the right time. Let me tell you, I was standing in, they, they know where it's at, a little town called uh, War, West Virginia, out in the middle of absolutely nowhere. Um, you can't even find it on a map, I don't think. Um, so I was standing there one day and I was just talking to somebody. And, um, you know, I was just telling them about Anchor Ridge and there was, you know, just was just talking and talking. And then um, it came it turned out that this guy was the East Coast Division, like the main, you know, uh, the main guy, apparently, for uh, this pretty well-known organization called World Vision. Maybe you've heard of it. (laughs) He was like, Josh, here's what I'd like to do. Could y'all accept an 18-wheeler load of toys and home goods from us every month to give away to people? No big deal. An 18-wheeler, man. Yeah, give God a praise. Give Him a praise. Because... <laughs> and that's, that's just one we get a month. We went from a 10 by 10 storage unit to moving 18-wheelers up and down the road. Tell me that ain't God. Slap your neighbor a high five. Say God's bigger than you was planning on. He's bigger than your plan was. God, I'm going to say it one more time. God's plan is bigger than what you were planning on. I was accidentally in a snowstorm one day. And um, this was when I had quit my job to work at that Applebee's. And nobody else would go in. I had four-wheel drive. I said, so fine, I'll go in. Um, I needed the money anyway. And uh, so these other people, they were passing through town. And they had this connection with Christian Broadcasting Network. I didn't know that, but God knew it. I didn't. They were no different from any other table I had that day. But I offered to go. They were getting ready to pray. And I said, oh, I want to get in on it. So I grabbed their hand and I prayed with them. That was our connection to Operation Blessing. Little did I know that. That little act of faith, me just grabbing a hand and praying with somebody. Another 18-wheeler load every single month. Another one. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, uh, says Philippians 4, 6-7, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all, all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ. Jesus, my gosh. I want to get over to this part really fast because this has really been on me. And uh, Mark 3.27 is where I told you we'd end up today. It says, uh, No one can enter a strong man's house without first try, uh, tying him up. Then he can plunder the strong man's house. I looked at that word. I looked at plunder. And what does that mean? It says it's, uh, it's to rob, to rob of goods or valuables by open force. That's what the devil wants to do to you. He wants to come in. And tie you up 
and rob you of your valuables that God has put down on the inside of you. And you are valuable if you didn't know it. I'm trying to tell somebody right now, you are valuable. You may feel worthless. I don't know if you were abused as a child or, or what you may have went through in your past or if you went through a divorce or you know if, if this group of clique friends over here threw you out and made you feel like you were worthless, the devil is a lie. Man, you have so much value on the inside of you. You are priceless. I heard it said one time by this guy, how could we ever look at any human covered in the blood of Jesus and count them? Them with less value than the blood of Jesus. Right. Think about that. That's good. That's right. How can we ever look at another church member or another person in the body of Christ and value them less, even including ourselves, than the blood of Jesus? How precious is that blood? And so he, he wants to steal, um, steal our value. And, uh, but how does that happen? It comes through division. And I've, I've seen so many church splits, it's crazy. It comes through, you know, they said that about me, or I felt this way. I, 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 they may not have said it, but they gave me the look. I know they gave me the look. You can say what you want to, but I, I just know they did. And I don't know how they feel this way. Man, the devil will whisper in your ear all day long, all day long, all day long. If you will let him, the devil will whisper in your ear all day long. Somebody needs to just go on and flip him off your shoulder. <laughs> don't flip him off your shoulder. Um, you need to get rid of him. You just say, get devil, go to, go to, go to, just go on to hell. Go on, just go on, just get out of here, just go on. That's your house anyway, get on, get away from me. Go on and get away from me, I ain't got time for it. Because you know what, Any, I've learned this so often, man. The devil hates you. He hates you. He can't stand you. You know why? Because he had what you had. He had what you had. But guess what got him? Pride. Oh my gosh, this church is filled with it. Lord, y'all may not even invite me back here. That's okay. But I say, man, I have to say it every day, every hour. Lord, empty me of pride. Empty me of my selfishness. Empty me of anything that says it's got to be my way or my color on the wall or my carpet or if they don't pick the chairs I want in this church, I'm out of here. Or anything that says me first, that I don't give up my seat to somebody else or anything that, that has this spirit of just like, well, yeah, that's happening, but what am I going to get out of it? Yeah, but what about me? What about me? What about me? We have the spirit of, well, what about me? What about God, man? What about everything He gave for us? What about everything He died? He could have came down here and done it in an evening. He could have came as a man. He could have transformed down from heaven, took the cross in an evening. But no, He spent 33 and a half long years with us. He even turned to some of them and said, You vipers! How long am I going to have to hang out with you? How long am I going to have to be here? Because he loved them, but he saw their hearts. And he's talking to the scribes and the Pharisees, the church people, the church people, the church people are the people who killed Jesus. It was the church. It wasn't the, 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 the world. It was the church. Darn, we don't like hearing that. We don't like hearing that. Would we kill him again today? We might. Because he would show up here so radical. You'd be like, hey, you can't do that in this church. Not here. I'm just saying. But you know how we are. We just kind of like if it don't go with the flow of things, it's kind of like we just kick it on out and move on because we get comfortable. We do it at church. We do it at school. We do it in our own selves. And I'm here to just stand up right now. Just stand up. I know this is weird, but I'm trying to get somebody out of their comfort zone today. Just spin around in a circle. 
Just say, today's my turnaround day. Today's my turnaround day. Some things are turning around for me. I'm tired of living in the same pit. I'm tired of doing the same things over and over and over and expecting a different result. Today is a new day. I'm ready to see God show up. I'm ready to see my life transform. You can sit back down. And uh, but God, God is able, man. God is willing. He is so good. My gosh, the goodness of the Lord. Just the fact that He forgave me alone. That was enough. If He never did one more thing for me, and if He never does one more thing for me, I would be good. But uh, the, the fact that he finishes it off with a cherry on top every couple days. He just sends something else, man. Oh my gosh, he's just, he's good. Let me read you off some of these things that have happened to us. Um, you know, we y'all know better than anybody, man. We, <laughs> gosh, we went on Facebook and we made this little video because we was dirt broke. And um, we said we wanted to go build this little guy bathroom. And we said that we were going to raise $5,500. And the day that I pushed send out on my phone and say, we're, yeah, we're going to, okay, click, out it goes to the public. I thought people was going to think I was crazy. I thought, you know, we probably never raised this money. We ain't got it. We, we don't even know anybody who has $5,000. Like, you know, it just, it ain't going to happen. And so, but by faith, somebody say by faith. By faith. By faith. I said, you know what, Andrew? I feel crazy, but I'm about to hit this button and I believe that God is going to do something in this little boy Curtis's life. And uh, the day went on. We went to, a, we was in Blairsville, Georgia, down at an event. And I picked up my phone and I saw that that thing had been shared 600,000 times on Facebook. And I thought, uh oh. <laughs> We're not big enough for this. The phone started ringing off the hook. I'm telling you, they were calling 12, 1, 2, 3, 4 in the morning because they were calling from different time zones. They were calling from Canada. They were getting online. Man, they were giving it by the thousands. And we got enough money to build this young man a house. And he sent y'all to do the labor and to do the house. And what y'all don't know is the people that came up from this church, we couldn't have done it without. Literally, we could not have done it without. Do I look like I know how to build a house? Don't answer out loud. <laughs> No, but that's why I'm telling you, God sends the right people. He sends the right connections and maybe you can cook and you can lay floor in the studio and, and we can pass out groceries together. And, but when we all come together as the body, when we all come together as the body, when we all, but, 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 we all have to also decide to step out. I say your real life never, it never even begins until you step out of your comfort zone. Never. It never even begins until you say, okay, this is going to be uncomfortable. This might even hurt me. It might hurt you know, my time. It might hurt my, my TV time. It might hurt my Facebook scrolling time. It might hurt, I'm watching this thing on Netflix. It might hurt that time. It might even hurt my pocketbook a little bit. But God, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to do it anyway. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm going to do it anyway. It might hurt me, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to do it anyway because I know that on the other end of it, on the, come on, somebody say, on the other end of this thing, on the other end of it, God has got something amazing. And then guess what? After that, He's going to do it again. He's going to do it again after that. He's going to do it again after that. And I just prophesy to y'all right now. See, y'all keep talking about, uh, you know, we have this small church and small stuff, but man, there ain't nothing small about this. Man, God has got a plan, and I don't know what it is. Maybe y'all have it draw out. Maybe you don't, but I feel something big birthing in here. I feel something coming together. I feel the right things coming together. Esther, you're here for such a time is this you're here on season and you're here on assignment man and so do not grow weary in well-doing 
Sometimes you just got to smile at the devil anyway and say, and maybe, maybe that's your only testimony today. Maybe, maybe your only testimony is, I'm still here. I'm still here. The car wreck should have killed me. The bullet should have got me. But I'm still here, devil. Try harder next time. Because God has got me and He's is always going to have me. He's always going to have me. And guess what? I'm never alone. I'm riding down the road and I'm never alone. I'm in a sticky situation. He's never left me alone. We've got to get that deep down on the inside of me. I was I left the airport. I dropped somebody off one day and there was so much going on. It was right in the middle of Curtis's house being built and all these things and I was going on all these TV shows and talk shows and flying around the country and all these things were happening and I left the airport one day and I got in my car and I felt completely just alone. Have you ever gotten your car or got in your house and you just like it's just me here. Am I even real? It's just me. Just me here. Nobody to talk to. Nobody to, you know, call my mom. I don't think she answered and I, and then so I was driving on the interstate and this, uh, y'all probably heard it, this Carrie Job got the song I'm not alone have you heard it it says when you're walking through deep waters I'm with you when you're walking through the fire I'm with you when you're going through all these situations I'm with you and then she got to the chorus and started belting out this part I'm not alone and with just tears falling down my face because I started to think about you know how the wheat and the tares, how it all comes up together, Pastor, and how we were doing such mountaintop things over here, building this house, and while we were still struggling in this area, and people were beginning to talk about us on Facebook because you can't ever do anything good without having a few haters, and and all these things were just culminating together, and it was just kneading together, and I got down out of the city on the potter's wheel, and he just had me there, and man, I had to pull over for a second, and just I realized that day, and I'll never forget it that I will never, ever, ever have to be alone. Never. God is always, always with you. And I want somebody to get that today. He is always with you in every situation. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. You're listening to the Josh Paul Podcast. More coming up in just a moment. Connect with Josh on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or by visiting joshpaul.org. To find out more about Appalachian missions or to sponsor an Appalachian child, visit AnchorRidge.org. Now, here's Josh. For somebody who grew up on the wrong side of the tracks like I did, to be able to give away over 50 to 70,000 pounds, tractor trailer loads going up and down the roads, we're talking, it's insane. We give away over $2 million worth of items last year, and we're looking to double it this year. And that's God, man. That's God. That's God. Every time somebody comes by our ministry, I love giving them the tour. I'm saying, here, you know, here's what's happening over here. Here's what's happening over here. And they're like, Josh, you're so wonderful. I say, no, stop it. Only God. Only God could do something like this. I'm too dumb to even put something like this together. I'm not. I'm not going to say that about myself. God made me awesome. Sorry, I messed up. God, God made me awesome. I'm not perfect, but I'm awesome. And so I won't say bad things about myself. And that's one other thing we got to stop doing. But God is amazing. And I will never take credit for the things that He does because He is just much more than we could ever ask or think or even conjure up. Like I knew when I quit my job that day. I knew when I walked out that day and my boss called me crazy and and all my friends called me crazy but there was some have you ever had something inside of you you're like I know I don't know what but I know I have no idea where but I know and I didn't know if I'd be in Charlotte California I didn't know what but I said God I'm gonna wait for you right here at this Applebee's 
And seven days later, God showed up. Seven days. Seven days. Slap your neighbor across the, the face and say, Hallelujah. Seven days. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power Love and a sound mind in this day and time, we need that more than ever because I literally, I used to joke about this all the time, but I literally heard this on the news the other day. The guy turned to the other guy. He said, but Chuck, what we ought to be scared about now is that's their fear game. That's their fear tactic, man. Turn off Fox, turn off CNN, turn that trash off and live your real life. Just turn it off. Turn, get, get that mess out of there. T t throw your TV out the window. That junk box. Toss it. Man, there is trash. I used to hear the adults at my church say stuff like that when I was little. I was like, I am not throwing my TV out the window. But, but now I know what they was talking about because we get wrapped up in our phones and we get wrapped up in, uh, in these, you know, these crazy shows and the, the, the news are some of the worst ones. But let me tell you something. They're going to hate me for this but they don't care about you they don't like you they like your viewership and they keep those they keep it so dramatic so you'll stay tuned in just one more second why so they can sell the advertising to you that's all they care about is keeping you on that station that's why they keep it pumped up 24 7 oh this is burning over there right in the street over there don't turn away we'll be right back they're selling you to to Dove and selling you to Johnson & Johnson. They're selling your viewership to these companies. Now, we're on TV all over, so I'm not saying turn it all the way off. Turn it to a Christian station. <laughs> That's another thing. Let me tell you about that, man. We met these people down in South Carolina. He was like, hey, Josh, I own a few stations here and there, and uh, we'd like to put you on TV. And I said, well, uh, okay. <laughs> and so now we produce a full TV show. That's what our cameras are here for today. We produce a full TV show down at our warehouse. We're finished in the studio right now, and um, we're getting ready to go on new markets starting this week. We're in Pittsburgh, New York City, Ohio, uh, Northern West Virginia. We're in Orlando, uh, Tampa. We're in all these cities, uh, South Carolina, North Carolina, Asheville, all that area, Georgia, and uh, Louisiana, all these places, man. And so we're able to get the word of God out. I'm telling you, man, when I quit my job that day and I went and started at Applebee's, there's no way I could have ever known any of this was going to happen. What am I saying? Why do you keep telling me that, Josh? Why do you keep saying that? I'm telling you, because... God said to Joshua, y'all know the story of Joshua, Moses, all that. God said to Joshua, as I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. But he, what he didn't say was, what I did with Moses is what I'll do with you. You see, they both had to get through parted waters, but the waters parted in a different way. And so we've got to, we expect God to move in one way because we saw Him do it this way, but maybe we're looking in this way, looking for God to move Him, but maybe He's moving back here because we're too unflexible with our plans and our procedures and our policies and all this stuff to see God move. Maybe, maybe turning around just a second ago, maybe, maybe we was just going to be on the lookout. Where are you, God? Where are you, God? Where, because I, it's not about me. It's not about my preference. It's not about the, the car. What gets me there? It's about where are you, God? I wake up in the morning and I say, what are you doing today? That's what I want to be a part of. What are you doing? Not, not try to find 10 ways to get involved in God trying to get me this new house or get me a new girlfriend or try to get me this thing over here. God, I quit everything. What are you doing today? That's the most important thing. That's what I want to be doing. So we got to get to that point where we just lay ourselves down. Lay ourselves down. And it's hard. We live in one of the richest countries in, in, in the world. 
And, um, you know, it, it's hard. It's hard to, to let go sometimes, but uh, we just have to decide to do it. Because God can do way more than we could ever ask or think. It says, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what about your body, what you will wear. Life is more than food and the body more than clothes. Consider the ravens. They don't sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. How many times has He just got you through? How many times was it 11.59 and the power was getting ready to get cut off? And He brought you on through. How many times has He been faithful? Look back. Look back. How faithful has God been? You're sitting here this morning. You ain't dead. Faithful. You're sitting here in your right mind. You could have lost it a long time ago. He's faithful. The things I was sitting in the car thinking about on the, on the way over here, all the things that do go right, that we never even think about. They go right so often. We're so blessed. We're so, so blessed. I walk through our warehouse all the time with, with my hands raised and tears going down my face. I say, Lord, I don't know why you chose somebody like me. I have no idea, but I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful, God. I'm so thankful. Do you ever just take time to thank Him? I'm so thankful for what you're doing in my life. It might be small now, but keep watering it, God. I'm going to stay faithful. Keep doing it. And I'm going to, I'm going to keep growing it. And then, then I'll give you some, some acreage. And then, you know, y'all might be the mega church down in Yakinville. I don't know. Don't count yourself out. Because God, when God's in it, man, it's more than enough. It's more than enough. Have I said it enough this morning for you to believe it yet? He's more than enough. Because you think that you're not enough or you don't have enough. But God is both of those things for you. He's both of those things for you. He is enough and He makes us enough. Tell everyone who's discouraged, be strong and don't be afraid. God is coming to your rescue, Isaiah 35 and 4. And so, but and I'm going to end on this because I want you to be careful in, the, in these last days and make no mistake, we're living in Revelation. It's crazier than I've ever seen in my life. And, uh, but you know what? It's okay. It's good. We're good. We're, we were chosen. We're, uh, we should feel honored that God chose us for such a time as this, Esther. You're here on purpose. You're on assignment. You are here to win souls. And let me tell you this. You're going to think I'm crazy. And uh, I don't want you to think this is all about me, but um, this is totally God. And I've just seen Him move in so many ways now. I've seen Him move in such big steps that I've upped my numbers. I said, before I leave this earth, I want to bring in a hundred million souls to the kingdom of God. A hundred million. And uh, every day we see more. And every day we get more calls from the show. And every day... You know, when we, um, before COVID, we were doing these big events where a thousand, two thousand people would show up. They'd pile into a gym and they didn't know they was coming to church. They was coming to get free stuff. And man, I'd, I'd hit them with the gospel and I'd be jumping around the gym, getting excited. I'd be running up down the gym things. And man, people, they'd come in there and they'd be high on drugs. They'd be drunk. They'd have shot up the night before. And they'd come in there and they fall down on a gym floor and give their life over to the Lord. Man, that's what it's all about. See, in these people lives change yeah yeah it's okay to praise the lord seeing these lives change and just seeing how god can just pull people out of a pit I, there was a guy in our warehouse yesterday he had lost all his teeth because he was on drugs for 13 years 13 years he said <laughs> these are his words yesterday i had this conversation with him in our warehouse he said josh i was on uh, speed and i was on cocaine and all this stuff you inject. I don't even know what it all is. And, but he said, I had the needle. I was getting ready to inject it in my arm. And he was like, uh, something spoke to my spirit, Josh. And I don't know how to explain it. He said, but something spoke to my spirit and said, if you do that, you're going to die. 
he said, well, I was high and I didn't really think much about it, you know, and so I, I went ahead and start to shoot up a little bit. And, uh, but then I heard it again. He said, if you finish that, you will die. So he took it out of his arm. He laid it to the side. He said, uh, something was in it because he had put half of it in. So he started like going into convulsions and stuff. And, but he, he kept knowing that he was going to be okay because he took it out and he listened to that voice, that still small voice, that still small voice that will come to us even when we're injecting something up our arm will come to us. He doesn't leave you at the, the bar door when you go sit at the bar on the bar. So, man, God will follow you right in there and whisper in your ear, are you done yet? Are you done yet? Because I've got something for you to do. Are you done with this yet? Because I've got a plan for you. Are you done with this bottle yet? Because I've got a plan for you. He said he dropped it. He's been clean two months. And he came over yesterday at our warehouse to help us put some cabinets together. He said, Josh, my whole life has been changed in two months. And I am honored to be here just doing anything for the Lord. How many of us have that, that, that attitude? He saved me and I'm just honored to do anything. I don't care if it's scrub the toilets. I don't care if it's, you know, move, move this from here to there or come up here and play the drums or, or whatever it is that God has. I'm just thankful that I'm still here, that God's got me, that He didn't give up on me and that in my darkest hour, when I was getting ready to not even know that I was killing myself, that God would care enough for me to show up in my situation and say, I'm not going to let you die like that. I'm not going to let you go like that. And I, I took him in the office. I, I got, there was a group of guys back there. <laughs> I took him in the office and um, I said, come in here. I got, I got to give you something. But really, I just wanted to take him in there and I gripped him so tight. And I didn't let him go. I said, man, God's got you for a purpose. He's got you for an assignment. Amen. God pulled you up out of here. He pulled you up out of that ditch. Don't you dare go back. I just, I, I squeezed whatever might have been left in him. I squeezed it out of him as tight as I could. How many know that a hug can be the, the best healing sometimes? And it's like he wasn't letting go. He needed somebody to, 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 to let him know, to remind him that there was hope. And that, 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 that God is real. And that God does love him. And that God does have a plan for him. I just squeeze him. I said, wait right here. I, I ran upstairs and I got one of my books. I was like, I, I want to give you this book. This is a 21-day prayer and fasting you know, devotion. This will get you on track. And um, he was just like, he was so thankful that somebody cared. I remember this one time I was at a Starbucks. I was, I was young. And I was working at a Starbucks in Houston. And this little guy came in and he invited me to church. And um, I'm standing here today because of it. Because I was out living all kinds of ways. And I don't know what y'all did and what y'all's past was, but I've tasted, smelt, smoked, about anything, whatever. Because we're all looking for peace. We're looking for peace. We're looking for that fulfillment on the inside of it. The Bible even says there's a knowing. There's something in us that knows that there is a God and that we spend our whole life searching for that. Some people do it through drugs. Some people do it through getting high and stoned. And, but they're searching for that inner peace. They're searching for that peace that surpasses all understanding. That's what they keep searching for. And, but the, the, the only problem is with the bottle and with the shooting up and with the pill. And uh, let me just say this to somebody. Your back stopped hurting a long time ago. It's time to come off of them pain pills. I don't know who you are. But it's time to come 
them off of them. You ain't hurting no more. Now you're just taking them because you're hooked on them. It's time to make a decision. I don't know who you are. It's time to say it's today. Today is my day. I'm coming off of this mess. Because it's got you so clouded up, you can't even think straight. It's got you so clouded up that, that you can't even live your real life. you got to come off of this mess. Come on. It says, the Bible says, be sober. It says, be of sober mind. Get yourself right. The day of the Lord is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. And we've got to repent of these sins and move forward. So I don't know who that's for. I'm just going to leave it on the table. If that's you, it's time to come off of them pills. Because, man, it stopped hurting a long time ago. And now you're just hooked. God can help you. God can help you. He'll show up just like he showed up for that guy. Go ahead and stand to your feet. Just like he's, he's, he showed up for that guy. who He had been on this stuff for 13 years. There's hope for you. There's hope for everybody in Jesus. I didn't plan this, but I just want everybody to close their eyes right now. And I just want you to say this. Say, I am strong. I am strong. And I am God's. Nothing can pluck me out of His hand. I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. And I will not settle for anything less than what God has for me. I call my family in from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Salvation in Jesus' name. And I will live and not die and declare the good works of the Lord. I'm going to go ahead and open up this altar because if you brought anything, and I mean anything, 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 even if it's just your pride, and you need to come lay it down today, I'll join you right up here in this altar. We're just going to take a quiet time and you can just come and kneel down before the Lord. And maybe it's the whole church. I don't know. Maybe you can just kneel down where you are at your chair. But church, we got stuff inside of us. We got years of gunk on the inside of us sometimes. And sometimes we just need to kneel down one more time and say, God, here I am again. Here's my situation again. Here's this flesh again. I know I messed up, but God, here I am again. I repent. I turn to you. Or maybe you need a healing in your body, a healing in your finances. Maybe you need a healing in your family, a restoration. God wants to restore you for the years that the, the, the canker worm came and the palmer worm came. He wants to restore the time that the devil came and stole from you. And so if that's you today, I want you to just come on up here and just lay it out before the Lord. I'll join you right here. I'll join you right here because we all have something we can lay down. We all have something. Whatever it is, we all have something. God, empty us of our pride. Empty us of anything that tries to devalue us. Empty us of anything that tries to steal our joy. Empty us of anything toxic that's trying to break up my marriage. Empty us, God, of anything that's trying to cause division in the church. Empty us, God, of any selfishness. Empty us of stress and anxiety and depression and all the rest, God. We give it all to you, God. We give up, Lord. We surrender. Thank you, Jesus. We surrender all. Maybe you're like 
the lady with the issue of blood and you've got to push your way through the altar just say to your neighbor say please excuse me excuse me I've got to make my way to Jesus pardon me pardon me ma'am pardon me sir pardon me I gotta make my way to Jesus please or, or maybe you're you don't want to go by yourself maybe you just want to grab somebody's hand and say will you walk with me will you just walk with me I don't want to go up there alone will you just walk with me it's the judgment free zone get on up here Get on up here and get it straightened out this morning. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day God wants to do a work in you. Today is the day, Esther, you're here for such a time as this. You're here on purpose. You're here on assignment. You're here on appointment. Grab that person's hand next to you and say, I got to get up there. Something's drawing me up there. I can't fight the Spirit of God. I got to get this worked out. I got to get back to God. I got to rededicate myself. I've got to get this under control. I've got to get this sin out of my life. I got to get back to God. Ooh, I got to lay this thing down one more time. Let's make some room up here. There's still room for you. If there's anybody else, grab the person's hand next to you and just say, come with me. Just say, come with me. I got to get up there. Come with me. There's nobody and nobody, nobody better and nobody worse at the foot of the cross. That's the good part. With every head bowed and every eye closed right now. I surrender all. Like I said before, I don't ever want to come into a church service and do business as usual. Because God wants to do something special if we'll let Him. God wants to bring us in a new direction if we'll let Him. God may give you an invention in here today. He may give you a blueprint. He may drop an idea in you for, for whatever it is, man. He talks to us all in a different way. And maybe you didn't even hear a word I said because God was talking to you so loud today. He's our healer. <laughs> He's our healer. He's our healer. Well, I hope this podcast is a blessing to you. Make sure you subscribe and share it with a friend who needs a blessing. Be sure to sign up for our email list too. We give away free gear and products and you'll be the first one to hear about the latest episodes and all the latest news. Till next time, pray big prayers and watch God move. Have a blessed day.